0: And we are live This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps Post Game Show My name is Sheldon Alexander And as always this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop 2013 Danforth Avenue In the East End of Toronto Clean Cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh Brandy and all occasions Go see Skip and the crew And as a wise man once said Tell him that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416 917 4833 to book your appointment now. Toronto Raptors fans, how are you how are you feeling today? Shouts to you guys for tuning in, as always, because hey, if you're tuning into a Raptors post-game show against the Knicks after a blowout that is 128.92 for the Toronto Raptors, shouts to you, because you are a true Raptors fan. Appreciate it. Shout to the people on Twitter, live at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for the people tuning in on Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. Two separate feeds, but two ways for you guys to connect, ask questions, give your questions, comments, and concerns, as it's another big-up Raptors win, but at the same time comes at a cost, as Kyle Lowry went down. So I'm sure a lot of people are worried about that. I will try to keep a, an eye on Twitter as this show continues to let you know from maybe some of the beat guys, as Nick Nurse talks after the game, and let you know what is going down with this injury to Mr. Kyle Lowry. But first off, I'll ask you guys, and I will come back and read the, I'll read your comments later, but the question I want to ask right off the top, are you upset that Kyle Lowry was still in the game with the Raptors up big? It was, what, 30 (laughs) at that point? In the third quarter, Kyle Lowry goes down, gets tangled up, and injures his ankle. Now, a lot of people are going to be upset about that. I want to ask you guys, what do you guys make of this situation? And I'll read those comments shortly. But the update that we had so far from Wode Wode says, Raptors guard Kyle Lowry is undergoing testing on right right ankle injury that caused him to leave the game. But belief is it's not serious. League sources tell ESPN. Again, Kyle Lowry... Left the game, right ankle injury, now he left the game with right ankle soreness, and again, if we find out any more information, we'll let you know right away. But first off, let's start with this. Raptors win 128-92 against the lowly New York Knicks, who were kind of riding high after they beat LeBron's Lakers yesterday, but back down to reality after getting a whoopin'. Again, I keep saying the score because it doesn't seem like a real-life score. 128-92. (laughs) <laughs> that's pathetic, right? But the place to start here, because I feel like Raptors fans, I got a lot of messages during the game as well, while the game was going on, and I want to get bring that conversation from Twitter to the podcast right away, because we're talking about Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry goes down, everyone starts going crazy, asking why is Kyle Lowry in the game at that point? And my initial tweet was but I thought you guys were all mad at load management because I feel like every time Kawhi Leonard sits out a back-to-back, every time Kawhi Leonard, you know, misses a game, Raptors fans are up in arms wondering, why is Kawhi not in the lineup? What is this load management? He needs to play for chemistry reasons. This right here, Kyle Lowry going down with an ankle injury in a meaningless game against the Knicks is exactly why load management exists for the Toronto Raptors and for Kawhi Leonard this is exactly it and people might be wondering you know what does that really mean like how how is that a thing well let's let's be serious okay I'm not mad at Kyle Lowry playing in this game definitely not mad at that my point is when everyone gets mad that they sit Kawhi Leonard with load management but this is why they do it because you reduce the risk of something freakish happening like someone rolling over your ankle in a useless game against the Knicks now you might say but this is different two separate issues really it isn't everyone's mad Raptors sitting Kawhi for load management and want him to play for chemistry reasons but now you're also mad that Kyle Lowry got hurt up big against the Knicks as I tweeted we do realize this game was a 20 point blowout before tip-off right so my my what I'm urging Raptors fans to do is just relax because you can't have it both ways. Somebody has to play. It was the third quarter? Do you want Lowry to sit the entire second half because it was a blowout by halftime? So do you want Lowry to sit the entire second half? I guess all I'm really asking for here, and this is what I try to do here, is be consistent. You might not agree with, with what I'm saying, but I try to at least be consistent. And so these games don't mean anything. The regular season, as we're being told, by Kawhi Leonard himself. 82 practices, playoffs is when he laces it up. And I'm okay with that. Same thing would go for Kyle Lowry, but let's be serious. Kyle Lowry missed the last two games already. If he wanted to play in this game and just get some reps in, and one thing I give credit to, I think it's Jack Armstrong who talks about it all the time, Kyle Lowry's a rhythm player. Kyle Lowry needs to be in rhythm and even if you're telling him, hey, sit out, because I do think Kyle might need to rest some games as well for load management, but he's still a rhythm player. And if he's shooting well and he wants to get some shots up, he wants to get a sweat in this game against the Knicks, cool, that's okay. But you can't, my, my point is you can't then get mad that Kyle Lowry is hurt and why is he hurt in this game when the Raptors are up 30 against the Knicks. The Raptors are gonna be up 20 against the Knicks regardless so then your argument should be why is he playing in this game period right well I thought you guys were worried about chemistry I thought you were worried about well Fred Van Fleet's back so now Fred and Kyle don't they got to get used to playing with each other again don't Fred Kyle and Gasol need to get used to playing with each other again I thought that was the biggest worry oh but now because someone gets hurt the story changes All all I'm saying is I keep trying to come on each and every episode of this Wrap It Up podcast and I keep trying to tell everyone, relax, it's okay. Got the second best team in the NBA. Nick Nurse tonight put out the 20th different starting lineup the Raptors have played with this season. Still the second best team in the NBA. Everything is okay. This team is good. And the biggest issue that I've been trying to stress is that we as a fan base, the people that follow this team, heck, the people that cover this team, I don't think that they're used to the regular season not mattering. If you look at the Cavs and LeBron, they weren't worried about what seed they were going to be the past few years because they had finals aspirations. So if I got to see a team in the Eastern Conference playoffs, we're going to see them and we're confident that we can beat them regardless of what court they're on. People that follow the Toronto Raptors aren't used to having that mentality. And you might say, well, why should they be? This franchise hasn't seen anything like this before. You can't be that cocky if you're the Toronto Raptors. Well, this isn't the same Toronto Raptors team that we've seen in past years. It's not. It just isn't. Again, Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard Danny Green, damn near, won a Finals MVP himself. If we go back and remember that crazy series against the the Miami Heat where Ray Allen ends up coming back and winning, winning the game for the Heat, right? Those are two guys that are battle-tested, that have played in the NBA Finals. Mark Gasol has made the Conference Finals. We already know Kyle Lowry's resume. Same goes for Serge Ibaka. But the point is, those are vets. Those vets know that when it's when it's important enough that the playoffs matter more, meaning you're not the Milwaukee Bucks. This isn't your first rodeo. Raptors won 50 games for the fourth straight year. This is what, their sixth straight year of winning at least 48 games, I'm pretty sure. That means continued success. So no longer are the Raptors' seasons about winning division titles. It's no longer about hanging division banners at Scotiabank Arena or whatever it's called now. It's about the next level. This season is different, and because this season is different, it needs to be treated as such, meaning regular season games don't matter. So Kyle Lowry goes down, and that's a freak injury, but first off, we're all happy that he's okay. We're happy that it doesn't seem like it's too serious, but also, this is just a reminder that for all you people mad at load management, this is exactly why they do it. That's it. Uh, they played the Knicks. I don't know how much we want to really go into this game in depth and figure out like what went down or what was you know the key to the Raptors' success because it was just an, an ass-whooping from get-go. But a few things you want to look at is Jeremy Lin appeared to have a good game. And it's things we, we point out all the time. These games against bad teams, there's still enough where if you're the Toronto Raptors, Team that need these reps to get a little more confident obviously fred van fleet only playing in a second game since returning from injury he played great 13 points 12 assists two of four from three five of nine overall but it was a pace he showed early on and that's what really made this game i mean over from halftime essentially The Raptors came out and they had four assists on their first four field goals. In fact, after the first quarter, they had eight assists on their 14 main field goals. Freddie had six assists in the first quarter. I thought it was a typo, but they repeated it. The Raptors shot 82% in the first quarter. (laughs) Like, when you're seeing ball movement like that, that's the chemistry that everyone's looking for. And I know you're going to say, well, Kawhi's not there. And also you're playing against the Knicks. Cool. But again... There are things, this is a practice. I guess the Raptors just had a really good practice today. (laughs) But the point is, there's certain things that you you can pinpoint and you can look at and say, hey, these are positive signs. Fred Van Fleet having a really good game. The ball movement shown by him and Kyle Lowry on the floor together. That's key. That's massive. Shouts to someone in Instagram right now that says, I'm listening to Nick Nurse right now. And he said, Lowry is not seriously bad. Shouts to the listeners of the Wrap It Up podcast, by the way. Shouts to, uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name, but uh, Glow Girl Smile. I think that's it. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. But shouts to the people on this podcast. See, because this is a team effort right now. That's a team effort. I'm trying to keep things going. I'm trying to keep an eye on Twitter. I'm trying to keep talking so there's not just dead air. Try to pay attention to what's going on in both chat rooms. So really appreciate the help. People listening for us, letting us know the updates on what's going on with Kyle Lowry. And hey, we're all thankful that everything's okay. But again, the biggest takeaway for me is that this is a reminder of why they do load management. Because all you're trying to do, load management, all you're trying to do is just lessen the opportunity for something freakish like that to happen. That's it. Uh, in this actual game, though, as someone asked, in the game, what happened? People want to know what happened. More so in the game, the Knicks just aren't in the Raptors class. The Raptors ran them out of the gym by halftime. I thought seeing seeing the benefits of Marc Gasol in the starting lineup, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like arguing with folks about Marc Gasol and what kind of player he is, I think it's kind of you see it or you don't. You get it or you don't. And I don't want to insult people by by uh, calling out their knowledge of basketball, because that's not my intention here. But I feel like the ball movement that the Raptors show with him on the floor is just a lot better. The movement that the Raptors show with him on the floor is just a lot better. And it's not just this game, and you're going to say Kawhi wasn't in this game, but even when you go back to last game, Kawhi Leonard didn't play in this game with second night of a back-to-back, but... Kawhi Leonard, when you go back to the last game, there was very limited iso ball because the movement, the, the, the ball movement from the Raptors was so good. And I just think that having Marc Gasol, someone who isn't just on the floor to get his own shot, that helps. That definitely helps. I'm for players like that who can impact the game in multiple ways. And that's Gasol. 12 points, 11 rebounds in this game, 4 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 5 from 3. If Gasol continues to give you two threes a night, that's a good look, no? That's better three-point shooting than Surge. It's better three-point shooting than JV. That's just another weapon for this Raptors offense that I think, that I think at the peak of its powers is really good. But this is the Knicks. We're not going to spend too much time on that. Let's get to people's comments and concerns because, again, I want to know what people think about load management, what you think about Kyle Lowry being in this game and getting injured. I'm, I have no issue with it. I just think it's – it's. you want Kyle – he missed the last two games. He's got to come back in at some point. You don't really – like. do you guys really want Kyle Lowry to miss the third game and then have his first game back guarding Russell? Westbrook that is like that'd be pretty tough to sit three games come back in and then the first game out there is against Russell Westbrook is that really fair or did it make more sense to let him come out against the Knicks get his some rhythm back get a bit more of a feel at game speed before you play Russ I don't know guys I I just think all I ask is be consistent be consistent. If you're mad about load management, you can't also be mad at this, what happened to Kyle Lowry tonight, because that's exactly why they said him. That's exactly why they say Kawhi. We got a lot of comments, though. I'm going to go to Twitter because we got some good feedback from Twitter during the game as well. So I'm going to read some of these comments. And someone says, uh, It sucks, but shit happens. I'm not mad Lowry played. People can if they want, people can all they want. That was a reckless play by Robinson because he was frustrated. He missed the layup. Kyle probably wouldn't have played in the fourth. Don't blame Nurse for wanting to let guys cook a bit. Again, I'm not mad at that at all. The way that the Raptors came out after to start the third quarter, it was incredible. They were rolling. It's the Raptors team that we want to see. It's a Raptors team that, if I'm not mistaken, when the, the losses happened the past few games, everyone's begging for chemistry, begging to see the offense flowing, and then you're seeing the offense flow for the third quarter. It's early in the third quarter. You can't play the full bench. You can't have garbage time for a quarter and a half. You can't. That's not realistic. It's not. So the fact that Lowry was still in the game, even though they were up 20 plus in the third quarter, I'm not mad at that. I'm not going to blame Nick Nurse for that. I mean, I go back a couple games to when he first got hurt, and I'm pretty sure it was the opposite ankle, but the injury that caused him to miss the two games against the Cavs, that was a game where I thought Lowry went down. It was the fourth quarter. Raps were down, I want to say, 15 to 20 at that point. And after he got hurt, he still tried to give it a go, went up and down the floor a couple times, was limping. That game I thought, hey, it's fourth quarter. You're already down 20. Pull the plug. Sit him. And a couple plays later, he came out of the game. This is just a different situation. If you could sit Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry from now until the playoffs, cool. But I'm also being told that you want to see chemistry between Kawhi, Kyle, and Marcus Gasol. So it's got to be, you you can't have it both ways. It's got to be one or the other. They either got to be playing, you want to see them play, or you want the rest. Sometimes things like this happen. It sucks, but it's a reality. Uh, more comments here. Someone says, uh, chemistry with the meme of Soldier Boy on The Breakfast Club, where he's yelling, Drake, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. But someone writes, chemistry, we got the second best record in the NBA with the Soldier Boy meme. <laughs> well done. Solid use. I'm always here for the pop culture references. Definitely here for that. Uh, someone also comments and just says straight facts" with an emoji of a fax machine, which I didn't even know existed. But hey, you learn something every day. Uh, my homegirl Molly says, I'm way more mad that Lowry was limping off the floor when they're up 30, no question. I have no problem with Kawhi's load management. Big problem with watching Lowry limp off the floor roughly 10, 10 games out of the playoffs. Yeah, it sucks, but things happen. It's tough. He has to play at some point. He's not going to miss every game. Heck, I'm, I don't even want to say it. I was about to say Kawhi and something about next game, and I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. But sometimes crappy plays like that just happen. And they got to play at some point. But if Kawhi's played 50 games this year, and y'all are already mad at that, you don't want to hold him and Larry out for every single game? My guy Webby, who... For the record, we host the uh, Ball on Blast podcast. Here's a plug. Ball on Blast podcast is available Friday mornings for the most part. But uh, Friday mornings or Thursday mornings, most of the time Friday mornings. But that is our NBA-wide conversation where we discuss all of the ins and outs, the top storylines, and pop culture stuff going on in the NBA. But my guy Webby buzzed in and he said, maybe give your second most important player, who is also known for gassing out down the stretch, a night off on a Monday against the Knicks. I can see that. I can see that. I understand that. But as my boy Mac commented back on that, he says he just missed two games, needs reps too. And hey, that, that dialogue right there is exactly what we want from this podcast. It's not a comment or a point of who's right or who's wrong. It's just a conversation. We're all here for the conversation, right? Um. More comments, though. Let's see. I know there's some here on Twitter, or sorry, on Instagram, so I'll continue to scroll there. Someone says, save for a few miscues with Lynn, Mark seems to be getting more comfortable with the offense. Totally agree. One of the things I was talking about with my boy today at work, I was saying, look at Mark Gasol and how he's on the... Just watch him when he doesn't have the ball on offense. And he's trying to get guys to run plays. I mean, it was more... I, saw, I felt like the offense was more fluid tonight when they were on the floor. Guys were moving, guys were cutting. The ball was going from one corner to the next. It was great ball movement that you saw. But if you go back to last game, same thing. But Gasol is trying to get guys to at least always be moving, always cutting. And when you look at a team like Golden State, I think I keep making the mistake in trying to describe it as saying run plays or run sets. And sometimes it's not even that. And I use Golden State as the example because they're not necessarily running plays. It's read and react. It's just their guys are always moving. They're always setting a screen or cutting to the basket. It's just read and react, constant movement. There's rarely any possessions where things break down and it becomes iso ball. And again, that's where the Raptors get themselves into trouble. The iso ball. And I think Gasol, it just gives you another another way to eliminate that from the game because he's another playmaker. Same goes for Kyle Lowry. Adding another playmaker to Kyle Lowry and then when you also have Freddie on the floor, it's crazy. That's when the Raptors offense is clicking. That's when the Raptors offense looks. That's when it's at its peak powers because you have constant ball movement. And they talked about it during the broadcast as well, but one thing to big up, Fred Van Fleet and what he does for Kyle Lowry add that as well to Marcus. All it takes the pressure off of Kyle from having to create every single play that's not just a Kawhi iso. Because what tended to happen at certain points, it's either Kyle looking for uh, Pascal on the leak out, or it's Kyle setting up the pick and roll with Serge. And that was basically the Raptors offense. Kyle looking for the leak out to Pascal, Kyle pick and roll with Serge, or Kawhi iso. That's basically the Raptors offense, right? In the half court. Now, when you add Marc Gasol to the fold, and you you insist on moving the ball, you insist on having people moving and cutting, look at how good Danny Green's looked in the past few games. Why? Because he's getting good looks from three. Danny Green, two of four from three. Kyle Lowry with five threes in this game. It's not a coincidence that Kyle Lowry is shooting that well from three. Lowry in his return before he went down, 15 points, eight assists, six rebounds. Again, he knocked down five threes. We talked about in the prior two games, Kawhi Leonard hitting five threes in those games as well, in back to back games. These things are not by accident, people. This is based off of, yes, they're good players, they're good shooters, but they're getting better looks because of ball movement. That is the importance of Marc Gasol. It's not always gonna show up in, in the box score, but making that extra pass, having the constant ball movement. Again, you won't see it in the box score, but it's super important when it comes to the Raptors offense. And also why I'm not worried. You got vets, and these vets also, the biggest reason I'm not worried come playoff time, the Raptors play defense. I know we get worried when the Raps lose a game to the Cavs or whatever, but they're not trying. And where does that show up the most? On the defensive end. You're not grinding and, you know, who, who was the dude on, uh, was it Dukes, Woj, slapping, the, slapping the, the, the concrete, slapping the wood, the hardwood before he's getting ready to play defense? You're not doing that on every possession. You can't. It's not possible if you have championship aspirations. It's not their first rodeo. But when playoff time comes and you get the lockdown defense from Danny Green and Kawhi on the perimeter, the Raps are a problem. So I stress you guys, don't be worried. Uh, The Detroit Pistons, who everyone's so afraid of, they also lost tonight to the Cavs, (laughs) 126-111. So apparently the Raptors aren't the only ones that have problems with the the suddenly surging (laughs) Cavs. Craziness, right? Uh, Great comment here. that says, big test coming up for the Raps. Very true. And I think the hope was the Raptors would have their full team, healthy heading into a home and home set against the Oklahoma City Thunder but it doesn't look like the Raptors are going to be healthy do you have Kyle Lowry chase around Russell Westbrook for two straight games I don't know I don't know if it's worth it and I mean I would hold him out of one of those games I'd probably hold him out of the next game just to be extra cautious And if there's any worry, you hold them out of both games. But again, I'm going to close this by saying we are not used to the regular season not to being that important. I did some digging earlier today when I got home from work. And I was just going through NBA history and looking at how many times the top two teams in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, how many times both of those teams made it to the NBA Finals? (laughs) All I'm going to say is keep scrolling because you're not going to find many of them going back to 2010, 2011. And what I'm trying to tell you is that when you know that you're one of those top teams, when you have aspirations that are more than just winning a round or winning your division, the seeding doesn't matter. So right now, the most important thing is making sure you get to the playoffs healthy. And hey, that means not playing Kawhi Leonard against the Knicks. And I'm okay with that, just like I was okay with that before. And I'm okay with resting Kawhi until the play- Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just make sure everyone's healthy. However you need to do that, Nick Nurse, I'm for you. I'm with you. As my guy C. Brown here says in the chat, big practice coming up. <laughs> oh man so many comments here thanks you guys for tuning in because again this is a game against the knicks so i shout out to any of you guys that are tuning in to listen to this podcast whether you're doing it live on twitter or on instagram or you're listening to the actual podcast huge shouts to you guys really appreciate it i did see a comment earlier that i need to shout out someone from i'm scrolling back up trying to find it i'm so sorry that it's taking this long but at the same time shouts to you guys for sending so many comments that it makes it difficult for me to find all of these comments but it seems I'll I'll read this comment first actually because people say uh, can we talk about how careless Robinson was on that possession I get that nurse is getting the crap for leaving the starters out there but come on it could have been avoided had Robinson played more controlled totally agree uh, Robinson was out of control, and it, one of the, it was one of those careless plays. It's not necessary, but again, when you're dealing with a team like the Knicks, who, I mean, it's all wild cards. They're tanking. You got some guys that are battling for jobs night in, night out. Like, it's a really crazy, strange situation night in, night out for the Knicks. One night you're coming, to, coming back from being down, whatever it was, ten plus, fifteen plus. Blocking LeBron at the end of the game to win. Next night, you're getting blown out by damn near 40. Who knows? Uh, But this is a... I was trying to scroll back to see uh, Tanner James. Love the podcast, man. Big fan from Edmonton. Shouts to Edmonton. Trying to shout out people more and where they're from. Rep their city across the country, wherever you're listening from. Because really appreciate it. Uh, More stats here. I see Fred and Kyle rocked. The stats are... They're 11 and 1 when both of them start. Sorry, now 12 and 1. The Raptors team, man, anyone who's trying to compare this year to last year, I'm going to give you guys a little tip, okay? If you're listening or watching and someone tries to compare this team to last year, just don't listen to them because it's not worth it. Because I try to be consistent. and, And in some of the chats, especially on YouTube, Someone was saying after the uh, Pistons loss, they're saying that I'm a homer and I'm just trying to defend the Raptors by saying that I don't believe that I'm trying to defend the Raptors just because I'm here saying I'm not worried about the Pistons. Confident the Raptors would dust the Pistons in five games. Here's my response to that. I'm not a homer. I'm just consistent. If you go back to last season, the receipts are there. Go back and check the podcast. Each... And every week, I'd tune in to my guy, Andrew Webster, and I would tell him that I was worried about the Raptors come playoff time because it was the same top-tier talent. Their Their record in the big boy games wasn't that good. Their record in games decided by three points or less wasn't that good. And I just didn't believe in them. The regular season wins were cool. I thought they beat up on the really bad teams and the mediocre teams, but when it was big boy time, they didn't show up. This year's team, I feel like it's totally different. I feel like the big boy games, they show up. Do they win all the games? Maybe not, but they show up. They show that they are at least in that class. I'm talking about a season sweep of Golden State, that's showing up for the big boy games. One of those games was a without Kawhi we've seen this team just come out and run teams out of the gym and also maybe even more importantly their record in games decided by three points or less that to me is the biggest telltale sign of postseason success because you're gonna play close games and you're gonna play a lot of games on the road you're gonna have to go into a tough environment and win on the road and this Toronto Raptors team they're good on the road Right? You're talking about a team that is 21 and 14 on the road. And then when you go to the expanded stats, you see that this Toronto Raptors team is 11 and 5. They are tied for the most wins. Sorry, they're second in the NBA in wins in games decided by three points or less. 11 and 5 record. That to me is a telltale sign of why this team is different than last year's team. What do I keep saying? Not every regular season game is created equally. Just the way it is. You're either paying attention every night or you're not. Sometimes things will happen in the regular season, and you'll lose to the Cavs. It happens. The world, the season isn't ending. The season isn't ending because you lost on the road in Detroit without Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. It's okay, guys. It's all right. Big games against OKC. you want to go out. You want to see some form of positive, of positive play, in these games against Oklahoma City. Do you want to win? Of course, you want to win. But if you don't win, it's okay. You just want to see some continued development, some continued chemistry, some c- continued good play from Mark Gasol. I mean, who's going to get to start? The surge get to start in the first game. I don't know. I would start Mark Gasol against Stephen Adams, but. Who knows? Could go either way. But I want to see the Raptors continue to show that they can run good offense with Marcus Gasol in the starting lineup with the starters. I would personally rest Kyle Lowry, but who knows? If they say it's not a big deal, and we know Kyle doesn't want to (laughs) sit, so it's going to be interesting to see. But I'll be honest, too, and I'll admit this. I do think that at some point down the stretch, as this was, what, game 70 for the Raptors? So there's what, 12 games left? 70 or 71? This was game 71 for the Raptors, right? At some point, you're going to have to save Kyle Lowry from himself, meaning you're going to have to rest him. He's probably going to want to play, but you're going to have to rest him because you need to make sure that he's healthy. And that's where load management comes in. And as long as that's still allowed in the rule book, I know Jeff Van Gundy was going crazy about it earlier on, uh, I think on the weekend during that Golden State, OKC game he was complaining about load management but as long as it's still within the rules that you can do it and you can make sure that you can have Kawhi as healthy as possible for the playoffs because that's why you got him for this one year run in the playoffs you got to do it here's a comment from Instagram someone says it's different anyone who has been watching this team forever like me this team is different playoffs that's all I care about Uh, another the Knicks, but I love the ball movement when Kawhi sits. <laughs> Wish it could continue that way with Kawhi in the lineup. I'm going con- to I'm gonna emphasize that point because it's an interesting comment, but I thought the ball movement in spurts, especially once Fred Van Fleet started the second half in the Raptors last game, I thought the ball movement was good even with Kawhi in the lineup. They only faltered late in the game in crunch time. You still got to work that out, but I think there's enough time to figure it out, to figure out your go-to plays, what everyone's going to do off certain sets. There's still time to figure that out. We hope. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nice to see Lynn score 20 against his Lynn Sanity Knicks team. Jeremy Lynn turned into somewhat of a whipping boy over the past week or so for Raptors fans. Tonight, 7 of 11 from the floor, 20 points for Jeremy Lynn. Jeremy Lynn. Hey, a lot of that came in garbage time, but you got to do what you got to do. Get buckets when you can. Not mad at that. Good for him to get some confidence. And there was a pretty interesting quote, or I found it interesting as as well. Uh, I think it was Blake Murphy tweeted this out, this back and forth that he had with uh, uh, Jeremy Lin. And Nurse said, thinks playing with another point guard will help Lin get going. Uh, they want him to be more aggressive. Here was a recent exchange that Nick Nurse said about Jeremy Lin in a recent huddle. Lin said, quote, if I come off that open, should I shoot it? Nurse says, hell yes. Don't don't ever ask me that again. (laughs) That's what you want to see. And I guess it's kind of an insight into Nick Nurse and the freedom that he's given Kyle Lowry, the freedom that if that's Jeremy Lin just now playing what? His 10th game, maybe he might be into more than 10 games, but the point is, Jeremy Lin's still pretty brand new, and if that's what he's ter- telling Jeremy Lin, what do you think he's telling Kawhi? Why do you think Kawhi is, so far, seems pretty happy, or as happy as we can guess Kawhi gets so far? Nurse seems to be a, the player's coach, and in this era, it seems to be more valuable to be a player's coach. I don't know. I keep thinking of the Casey, like what this team would be like if Coach Casey was here. I keep wondering that because I wonder how the load management stuff would work with Casey's whole pound the rock, go, go, go. Because I feel like that works in certain instances. Certain instances, it doesn't. We know him and Kyle went, had their issues. But in year one with Blake Griffin, it's working. But I feel like Blake Griffin also needed that kick in the ass. So it's interesting, but it's one of the things I always think about. Uh, But anyways, let me see. Sorry, let me read some more comments before I wrap things up, though. Because I I really try to read a lot of these comments during the show just because as a shout out to you guys for commenting and talking and liking and sharing the podcast. Uh, Let's say, let's see. Uh, Someone says, oh, but Sheldon, you were okay with him checking my ute from Atlanta, Are we talking about Serge Ibaka? Um, Yeah, I was okay with that. Because the other reason Serge getting suspended, that was just three games of Serge resting. We wanted three games of Serge resting, no? That's a good thing for the team. Serge gets to rest a little bit. Marc Gasol is forced into getting major minutes. I'm okay with that. And I'm always okay with the G check. I was watching the the quote from, uh, I think it's a Chris Rock bit. Ain't nobody above an ass whooping, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm always okay with the G-check. It's needed every once in a while. Uh, let's see, more comments here. Malcolm Miller seems to be consistently draining threes every time he gets a chance to play. What do you think his future is on the team? Uh, to be honest, I want to see a lot more of Malcolm Miller on 905. I can't say I watch a lot of 905 games or even that I've seen a game to watch Malcolm Miller, but his stats on 905 seem to be pretty good and he's a good shooter shooting is obviously uh he's long and he's a shooter as well and that is where the NBA is so it's one of those things where you got to kind of trust what's been working for the Toronto Raptors when you talk about Fred Van Fleet you talk about Pascal Siakam you talk about Norm Powell even DeLon Wright Yak. Those guys all came from Raptors 905. So if you're seeing the, the glimpses from Malcolm Miller, he kind of got a part in the term, trust the process and enjoy the fact that he's getting some looks in the NBA right now, but he can still go down and cook and he is cooking with the 905. Maybe he can become someone off the bench next year or the year after, but it's a good look. And he's exactly the kind of player that fits into what the NBA is. That 3 and D, like, you know, stretch 4 type position that's kind of like the hybrid right now. I don't know, maybe he can turn into something. But it's good to get him in these games so that he gets consistent minutes and shots and just gets comfortable. Uh, But yeah, I think when we are talking about Malcolm Miller, kind of tells us that it's time to wrap things up on the Wrap It Up podcast. But again, huge shouts to you guys for tuning in as the Toronto Raptors win against the Knicks. 128-92. Again, the Raptors win 128-92 against the Knicks, who are tanking for Zion. They're also getting ready for March Madness as they watch every bit of film of Zion Williamson for the next month or so, or however long Duke's run exists. But Raptors win... Leading scorer for the Toronto Raptors, (laughs) Jeremy Lin off the bench with 20 points. The Raptors put up 128. They had eight players in double digits, including their entire starting lineup. Pascal leading the way for the starters with 19 points, eight rebounds, five assists, and three guys off the bench. Also got good games from OG and Norman Powell as well. All around, you want to see that. Positives coming out of the blowout. At the end of the day, I'm going to do one last check here on Twitter to see what people are saying about Kyle Lowry. But at the end of the day, the only negative, Kyle Lowry goes down with an injury. We hope that Kyle Lowry's okay. I see some quotes here. So uh, let's see here. Here's some comments. Lowry on the Mitchell Robinson play. He said, quote, I think it was a little bit dirty He grabbed me, pulled me down. He's a young kid, so I don't know if he did that on purpose or not, but I think he'll learn his lesson next time and be a little more careful. Lowry also said his ankle is, quote, pretty sore, quote, pretty tender. He's limping a bit, but walking on his own power, quote, I'll be all right, man. I ain't going to complain. He's hopeful he won't have to miss much time. Those quotes, courtesy Josh Lewenberg. Huge shouts to Josh Lewenberg. If you are a Raptors fan and you do not follow Josh Lewenberg, you definitely should. At JLU1050. Again, if you don't follow Josh Lewenberg on Twitter, definitely should. Shouts to Josh for those quotes out of the Raptors locker room. Uh, Interesting to hear someone else's take on that as well. Mark Gasol says, quote, I was battling for a rebound with Robinson. It got a little out of control. I thought if they called a foul early, the over the back, it probably wouldn't have happened. But shoulda, coulda, woulda, you can't replay those things. It happens. It's an accident. So again, Cal Lowry sounds a little tender. He's limping around. I think if that's the case, there's no way you want to test this out with him going against Russell Westbrook, even if he's not guarding Russell Westbrook, but just the fact that that's not a matchup to be limping around with for no reason in the month of March. Again, just my opinion, but we'll see what happens. I have no reason to doubt Nick Nurse or the Raptors organization at this point, because at this point, second best team in the league, <laughs> right? What a time to be alive in the city of Toronto. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Shout out to the people live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, and of course the Instagram crew live at Sheldon Alexander, and again, if you're not listening to this live or you can't get to it live, don't worry, we got you covered because it becomes a podcast that you can find on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Just search for the feed on Blast Podcast. Same thing goes for on YouTube. Shout to the YouTube people, really appreciate the comments, people are actually listening to us when we're telling you guys, if you listen in different forms, but in between you need some more Raptors talk, head to the YouTube comments. There's a, always a great conversation going on there from die-hard Raptors fans. I find myself getting lost in there as well. So really appreciate you guys. Huge shouts. Of course, I really appreciate the likes, the subscribes, the sharing, all that as we continue to spread the love of this the Toronto Raptors best season in franchise history. Again, enjoy this ride. Know that Kawhi Leonard is resting up. He's gearing up for the playoffs. And hey, it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride. And I'm trying to enjoy this as much as possible as well. So thanks, you guys, for joining me because I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. One blast.